Week six is here, whether you are ready for it or not. If you lost to Justin Jefferson, a Devon Achan, and you are just begging for week six to be put off a little while longer, you cannot wait any longer. It is here. Welcome into this episode of the Fantasy Football Fellas Podcast. We're going to be breaking down the best and worst matchups ahead of week six. Lucas Wenzel, Tyler Plath here with you tonight. If you're not subscribed to the channel or podcast already, take a minute. Make sure you do that. Uh, turn on those notifications as well so you know uh, if you're on YouTube when all of our new videos are coming out or, hey, when a new podcast comes out twice a week as well. I'm at Lucas Wenzel on Twitter, at Tyler underscore Plath. For Tyler, FF Fellas is the main account on Twitter. The FF Fellas on Instagram, Fantasy Football Fellas, Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok. Are you ready for week five or week six, Ty? Kind of. <laughs> I mean, my... I'm, I'm, I, got, <laughs> I got murdered by the IR this past week. I got James Conner. I had him in a multitude of leagues. My, my flag plant this year, James Conner. Anthony Richardson gone. in our Dynasty League. Devon Achan. Gone. I am hurting. And Zach Moss decided to give me the double bird last week when I got Jonathan Taylor back in a multitude of leagues. I, I don't know if I'm even going to have Jonathan Taylor full steam. So I'm like, I might throw in the towel in my I, just We're tanking. The, the worst part about it is that like you, you know that it's not going to be consistent with whatever we saw last week no. with some of these things, right? Like, yeah, we only saw Jonathan Taylor have 10 snaps. He's probably going to have, <clears throat> excuse me. He's probably going to lead the running back room in snaps this week. That's just how it's going to work. So always got to be on your toes. And uh, this is when the grind really, really starts. It's a stupid game. We played stupid, <laughs> stupid game. No, uh, I am very much ready for week six. Ty, let's dive on in. Uh, to the best and worst matchups out of week six. We'll wrap it up with a little bit of a uh, the full fellas fade at the end of the episode as well. But uh, yeah, we'll dive into these best and worst matchups for the people. First. So as always, we are going to bring you the best running back matchups, the best wide receiver matchups, a little bit of a quarterback or tight end streamer of the week. We'll dive into the worst matchups at running backs and wide receivers. And we'll wrap it out with a little bit of fellas pick them. So Ty, I'll, I'll have you kick us off here. What is your uh, favorite running back matchup of the week? Oh, it, we're, we're back on this train again, but it, 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 I'm, it makes me happy whenever we talk about this. We're talking about the Bills running backs against the Giants. Okay. And the Bills running backs. God bless Jimothy Cook. <laughs> I was going to say, if you if you pay if you've watched, listened to any of these matchup preview episodes, you know just how much we love this Bills backfield, especially when it comes to James Jimothy Cook. I'm still upset I didn't make him a flag plant. This I'm still so upset I didn't express my love for him more. I was slightly ashamed to have him as my running back 24, and now I feel like an idiot for not being in on James Cook. Anyway, sorry, I'm chiming into your bit. <laughs> We we all we all express some sort of remorse that uh we missed this one when we are all kind of like, yeah, he's gonna do really well this year. He's gonna he's gonna be really good this year. But anyway, back to week six against the Giants. The Giants are allowing the sixth most fantasy points on average to running backs, including seven rushing touchdowns 
which is the second most in the league. And they're and, and they're allowing 5.3 yards per carry in the process. Take that kind of leaky run defense, match it up against an efficient running back like James Cook, who's averaging 4.8 yards per carry. It's fireworks. It's just straight up fireworks. So the other thing we need to discuss about this matchup as of Wednesday, the giants did not have Daniel Jones, Darren Waller, Andrew Thomas, John Michael Schmitz, two very important pieces on their offensive line and Wandale Robinson not participating in practice. We are still very early in the process, but if all of those pieces don't play, there's a chance that the Bills win by like 40. That means it's more rushing opportunities for James Cook. And and the Bills are going to have a sour taste in their mouth after last week's game in London where they should they probably should have won. Yeah. But they didn't. And now they play in front of Bills Mafia. Oh, I might just faint. This this is a smash matchup for James Cook. Don't overthink it. Don't think twice. Lock him into your lineup this week. Couldn't agree more. I almost, uh, for our full fellow's fate at the end, I almost put James Cook's uh, rushing yards as my my pick of the week. But I, I elected to go a different route. We'll touch on it when we get there. But yeah, I love this matchup for James Cook, man. Uh, if there's, if there's three or four matchups you want to expose this year for running backs, it is the Denver Broncos, the Carolina Panthers and the New York giants. Uh, you could even throw in the green Bay Packers in there as well as like top five defenses you want to target in terms of fantasy running backs. So yeah, I a hundred percent agree. James cook absolutely in love with him this week. I think he is a must start. He should be locked into your lineup. No questions asked. Just like, I actually think this running back should be as well on the Kansas city chiefs. Isaiah Pacheco, he takes on the Denver Broncos tonight on Thursday Night Football. And it's just it's just too easy to pick on the Denver Broncos offense now. Admittedly, admittedly, I was a little bit hesitant, right? After the 70-point week, I'm like, okay, all right, that's just Miami Dolphins offense just being insanely good. But it's the, the Broncos defense is atrociously bad. It, it, it's just bad. They've allowed a 100-yard rusher in three straight weeks they are currently giving up 6.1 yards per carry to running backs this year that is the most in the nfl they have given up they have given up 60 more fantasy points to the running back position than any other team in the nfl this year it's not just the 70 point fluke from the miami dolphins anymore it's not that's no longer weighing these numbers Khalil Herbert, <laughs> he he torched Denver in week four. No disrespect to Khalil Herbert. But, you know, you tell me Brees Hall does. Yeah, yeah sure, Brees got his legs underneath him. But you tell me Khalil Herbert does? Oh, brother. This is a matchup to, to target, continue to target, until, until Vance Joseph does something about this defense or until the Denver Broncos front office does something about Vance Joseph. So I am, I am very much in on uh, Isaiah Pacheco this week. If you really, if you're, I, you can't, I can't even say desperation because I wouldn't even tell you to start Clyde Edwards, Larry, Jarek McKinnon, but 
you know, if Clyde rips off a big one this week, if Jarek McKinnon is plenty involved, like just do not be surprised for anything out of this Kansas City backfield this week. I think Isaiah Pacheco could could hit 100 plus yards for the second time this year. So this is a must start matchup for Isaiah Pacheco. Jarek McKinnon, the perfect dart throw this week because the matchup presents itself. And who knows? We could see another two catches for 40 yards and two touchdowns from Jarek McKinnon again. And there you go. Right. Yeah, I, I think there's plentiful opportunity for the Kansas City running backs against the Denver Broncos this week, especially we'll see how Travis Kelsey is doing. But if he's not out there, uh, I'd expect the, the Chiefs to lean into this run. They're ten and a half point favorites in that game, too. <laughs> ten and a half. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, lo- I love the Chiefs running backs this week. Ty, uh, give me your favorite wide receiver matchup this week. Let's head over to the AFC South. Right? South? Yes. South. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Jacksonville wide receivers matched up against the Indianapolis Colts is one of my favorite wide receiver matchups this week. Week one, when these two teams played in Indianapolis, the Colts gave up 14 receptions for 165 yards and two touchdowns to the Jaguars wide receivers. And specifically, Calvin Ridley and Zay Jones, Christian Kirk. I'm pretty sure goose egged that week, but now this Jaguars offense has been figuring it out, figuring it out over the last two weeks, week four against the Falcons in London, 23 points, 300 yards of offense, solid week five against the bills, 25 points, 474 yards of total offense. That all comes after having put up only 26 combined points in week two and three. This Jaguars offense is figuring out as we speak. Christian Kirk maintained volume last week with Zay Jones in the offense. And Zay Jones still found the end zone. And Calvin Ridley still had a decent game himself. Travis Etienne had what, 20... Six carries, 25 carries, something like that. Plentiful amount, yeah. Plentiful. This Jaguars offense is getting better by the week. It's kind of getting to a point where we expected this Jaguars offense to be at the beginning of the season. Sure, call it malpractice, and we expected that right away, but they're here now. Like This Jaguars team is very, very good on offense. Division matchup. Sure, you could say it's going to be a little more run heavy, but I, if we if we learn anything from the first time these teams played, the Jaguars are going to use their receivers. So yes, you're firing up Calvin Ridley, duh. You're firing up Christian Kirk. You're firing up Zay Jones. Yeah, I think Zay Jones is actually a really good flex option this week. I was I was curious about Christian Kirk though because I was really curious why he got goose egged in that first game, because that was concerning to me, uh, especially when you look at the Colts. They're they're allowing the fifth most fantasy points uh, to slot wide receivers this year. And, of course, good old reliable Christian Kirk has taken the fifth most slot snaps in the NFL this year at 148. So I, I was curious, because I, 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 like, I'm concerned. Like, why would Christian Kirk get goose-egged that first week? He turned it on after that, but I don't know. Like, I, like, I understand if you have – hesitations playing Christian Kirk but at the same time like I look at the I look at the metrics 
I really don't think he gets goose-egged again in this game. I would be shocked if he gets goose-egged again. But yeah, I think Zay Jones is, is the important guy here because I think he is a flex option this week. Uh, I, I got to go through and finish my running back or my wide receiver rankings for the week, excuse me. But like Zay Jones, he's probably going to find his way into my top 35 wide receivers this week, which would make him a healthy flex option in, in 12-man leagues. So I, I'm I'm with you there. The Colts cornerbacks is, is just a matchup that you can just absolutely take advantage of week in and week out. They are They are arguably the worst unit in the NFL. Let's move on. Uh, I'll talk about my favorite wide receiver matchup here. And nobody's really talking about it, uh, but it's the Bengals wide receivers against the Seattle Seahawks. And nobody's talking about the fact that the Seattle Seahawks are giving up the most fantasy points per game to wide receivers this year. Nearly 49 fantasy points per game to wideouts. Now, like, this is surprising. If that's surprising to you, it's surprising to me too because Tariq Wollin, he had himself a nice rookie campaign. They go out and they, they get arguably the best cornerback in the draft, Devon Witherspoon. Yet this cornerback group, this secondary, they're allowing over 220 receiving yards per game to wideouts. We finally saw this Bengals offense come back to life last week. They got back in sync against the Cardinals, and now, great, they have another plus matchup with Seattle. So obviously you're starting Jamar. T. Higgins, he's day-to-day. Uh, with a week seven buy, they get they get a buy after this week. So honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if T. Higgins sits out another week and another full week of rest, come back in week eight. So that would be Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd, I think I really want to know if T. Higgins plays or not because if T. Higgins doesn't play, I'm I'm all over Tyler Boyd this week. I think he could have himself a day. Seattle sixth most fancy points allowed to slot wide receivers this year. Uh, and Tyler Boyd, that's where he would be lining up against this, uh, this Seattle Seahawks defense. So, uh, actually I can't speak that with confidence. I don't actually know where he would line up if, if he would line up on the outside, like T Higgins would be, I'm pulling up his snap counts real quick, but, uh, I, I'd, I'd be very interested in Tyler Boyd as a flex option this week. If T Higgins doesn't play, ah, ha ha Tyler Boyd, he does play, uh, 162 snaps from the slot. Uh, that is the third most in the NFL this year. So uh, I would I would be looking to get Tyler Boyd in your lineup if uh, T. Higgins is out. But yeah, I love the Bengals uh, wide receivers against the Seahawks this week. This is actually a plus matchup despite what people want to say. I think a lot of people just really love Tariq Woolen and everybody was high on Devon Witherspoon at draft time. But yeah, this, the, this secondary unit is not cutting it for Seattle this year. So uh, if the Bengals are indeed back, if they are back in sync, this is a matchup uh, that they could absolutely exploit and dominate this week. So we came and I touched on this when we talked about Cincinnati in the week five takeaways, because since, because specifically Joe Burrow looked more like the Joe Burrow that we're used to than yeah. previous weeks. <clears throat> and I, I couldn't put a finger necessarily on what exactly made the difference in the matchup against Arizona, versus all the other weeks. And it very well could have been just a matchup against Arizona. But the other thing I, I found out after doing some research, Joe Burrow does much better when he's kept clean when he, versus under pressure. Duh. All quarterbacks yep. are like that. But with his injury, right, in the narrative that like, oh, he can't throw because of his injury. No, he can. But the, the issue is it's affecting his ability to throw in the face of pressure because – when he was kept clean on at least 80% of his dropbacks in games, he did decent 
in terms of fantasy points, which was yep. week two, week, yeah, week two and week five. But then all the of the other three games, he was kept clean on an average of 65% of his dropbacks and his completion percentage dropped to 55% in those games. So it really comes down to does Seattle generate enough pressure? And as I'm doing this, um, of a possible what I will call 132, just based on Seattle's number, I should say, I shouldn't say number one, but the most pass rush snaps by one Seahawks player has been 132. Total pressures draw, or, you know, total pressures, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? 12, by that one player, 12. Take 12 divided by 132, what do you get? Barely 9%. Like barely nine percent of a pressure conversion rate of all pass rushing snaps. So Seattle doesn't, in my opinion, doesn't get enough pressure on the quarterback. And I know that they just made Daniel Jones look an absolute fool, and they just racked up a ton of sacks because the Giants' offensive line is putrid. It's because that's because worse of the than the Giants. Bengals exactly. So I I'm expecting Joe Burrow to be to have another solid game this week because I don't think they're going to be able to get home enough on Joe Burrow to really disrupt him. That means Tyler Boyd has some value. It means T Higgins could have a great game and it's Jamar chase. We don't really need to yeah. talk about Jamar chase. Yep. No, hundred percent agree. I think all of them are viable options this week. Obviously you're firing up T Higgins and Jamar chase. I'm less enticed on Tyler Boyd just from a volume perspective. If T Higgins suits up, but if T Higgins doesn't suit up, I'm all over Tyler Boyd this week. I think he could have top 24 upside this week uh, without T. Higgins. Before we uh, dive into a break, Ty, uh, quarterback, tight end streamers. You chose a quarterback. I chose a tight end. I'll let you start us off. Going to start with the quarterback, Matthew Stafford, against the Arizona Cardinals. The Cardinals are giving up the fourth most points to quarterbacks per game and uh, the second most passing yards over the last two weeks. And now the Rams with Cooper Cup back in the fold with Puka Nakua. There's really no reason why Matt Stafford can't have a solid game against the Cardinals. And he's not going to necessarily give you the like 24, 25 point week that you want from a quarterback. But if he gives you 16, 17, 18, that is serviceable. That is solid. That is good enough. So Matt Stafford, and, and I was looking at this too. There are not many streaming options this week for quarterbacks. Like, so you do have to realize, like, you just kind of have to take the, again, 16, 17, 18 point week and say, that's just, that's going to have to suffice. And that's exactly what Matt Stafford is going to give you. I'm going to go ahead and talk about a tight end. Logan Thomas, fresh off a 20 point week against the Chicago Bears, where he went for 977 and one somehow still only available or still available in 18% of Yahoo leagues or he, sorry, 18%. He he's rostered in only 18% of Yahoo leagues. He is rostered in less than 10% of ESPN leagues. So he's out there. He's, he's out there floating and available. Uh, you look at the Falcons. They're giving up the second most fancy points per game to tight ends this year. This is nothing new. They weren't able to cover the tight end last year. Uh, and, and this could kind of be a disgusting game. I'm not going to lie, but if you want an option in a plus matchup, who's coming off of a hot game where he saw 11 targets, Logan Thomas is your guy. So 
uh, he is going to go ahead and or he is going to be uh, my tight end stream of the week. Ty, before we move on to the worst matchups, let's take a quick break and we'll be back. Today's podcast episode is brought to you by our friends over at Underdog Fantasy. Now, we love Underdog. It is the easiest place to play best ball formats, and they even have their own form of player props called Pick'em. You can make up to 20 times your money on a single night by correlating props together. Two picks will triple your money, three will six times it, four will ten times it, and five plays that all hit will multiply your entry by 20. You can even place insurance on your picks too, so if only four of your five props hit, you still get ten times your entry. And if you use our code FELLAS when signing up, Underdog is going to double your first deposit up to $100. Alrighty, we are back and we are going to dive in to the worst matchup of the week now before we close it out with a little bit of fellas pick them tyler your first worst running back matchup of week six it's the browns running backs both jerome ford and kareem hunt against the 49ers and if there's a week where we see more kareem hunt it might be this week not because of the matchup which is a reason in itself but because the browns are coming off the bye week and it wouldn't shock me if this backfield is still jerome ford heavy but it also wouldn't shock me if we see more Kareem Hunt because the Browns have had two weeks now to come up with a game plan against the 49ers. Plus, it's not a guarantee that Deshaun Watson plays this week. That's been kind of picked up from Stefanski's comments to the to the media. He's still not practicing. So if Deshaun Watson doesn't play, it's DTR again. And the Baltimore Ravens made DTR oh, look like a JV quarterback. Okay. Oh, like awful. I can't believe awful. we why did we watch that game on red zone? Do we have it? No, we didn't have it up on red zone. It, or no, it was because we, Sunday. Sorry, t- I was thinking Sunday ticket. <laughs> I was thinking Sunday ticket. We didn't have that game up. We because we had red zone on one of the screens and they kept showing it. <laughs> well, it will so Sunday ticket in the multi view gives you three games and red zone in one of the corners, and you can't change any of the three games. One of the three games was the Browns and Ravens, and you're like, well, this is a great, great, awesome. Love this. (laughs) But again, back to the Browns running backs. Again, with a potential for DTR to be under center. Plus, with a potential of more Kareem Hunt over Jerome Ford, and the matchup against the Niners, who are allowing one of the lowest yards per carry numbers. <laughs> That's I, I had like five different words in my head to follow up yards per carry, and it all they all didn't work. And I was like, numbers. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, numbers. Anyway, it's it's this Niners defense is a very tough matchup. So with the again. With the possibility of, there's no guarantee with his backfield going into this week. I'll say it that way. That with the matchup and the quarterback situation, you're probably safe benching both of them this week. Yeah, I'm. I I got Jerome Ford in quite a few leagues. I snagged him up off waivers when I did too. Went down. Um, I'm not. I'm not playing him this week. I'm not. 
Um, I gosh, I wish I had a short list right in front of me of guys who I would rather because he he would be a fascinating name game. I think. Let me. I think be, I know. I know you hate playing name games, but so I'll ask uh, you. <laughs> I go for it. You got a short list? Let's go. Let's do it. Let's do. Da, 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 da. Okay. Let's start off with a really easy one. Yep. One that you just talked about. Yep. Isaiah Pacheco or Jerome Ford? Oh, Pacheco, Pacheco by uh-huh. a mile. Country mile. Derek Henry or Jerome Ford? Derek Henry. Derek Henry. Alexander Madison. Oh, gosh. Uh, against Chicago, I think I would rather play Madison this week. I somehow found the end zone. Like, Madison only scored 12 points, but he was a, a what, top 20 running back last week, which was just mm-hmm. disgusting. Um, so I, I'd rather play Madison. Damian Pierce or Jerome Ford. Oh, see, this is this is interesting now because I this one I think I would play Jerome Ford. Mostly because I'm not a believer in Damian Pierce. If he's not gonna catch a football in any capacity, I gosh, but still, I mean, neither is Jerome Ford. Mm-hmm. Uh in this case, you know, be I you know, I trust Kevin Stefanski more than I do the Houston Texans trying to shove Damian Pierce in the A gap behind a non-existent offensive line. Yep. Three more for you. Really quick. Really easy. Javante Williams. Oh. See, now this is fascinating. Fresh off an injury. I think I would play Jerome Ford here. I think um, McLaughlin, Jaloum McLaughlin's been making a nice little name for himself. No one's surprised he's rewarded with more snaps. So uh, I think I would still rather play Jerome Ford there. Zach Moss. Oh God, no! This this is no. This is legit tough. Mm-hmm. This is legit tough because what Zach Moss did last week was basically make the Colts look like a bunch of idiots. I didn't get to come on. I I wasn't on Monday's episode, Tuesday's episode, excuse me. So I didn't get to give my thoughts on how <laughs> I freaking started Jonathan Taylor. I was kind of forced into starting Jonathan Taylor. Actually, I started him, and here's Zach Moss again sitting on my bench, giving me the double birds as he's going for 30 plus fantasy points Colts gosh I I think I'm not I I I, 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 yeah I don't want to play I I really don't I I think I would still play Jerome Ford but that's tough I hate that yep last one for you last one for you Ramondre Stevenson or Jerome Ford. Patriots draw a good matchup this week. The Raiders. Uh, the Raiders. I would play Ramondre there. I th- I I know the snaps are concerning between him and Zeke. Okay. I think he hit. I hit. I think he hit just a brutal stretch of matchups. And do I think the Raiders are high powered enough of an offense, you know, to put up thirty four? on the Patriots. I don't think so. I think the Patriots can keep themselves in this game. And if Bailey Zappi can at least be competent, which clearly Mac Jones could not be, uh, I think I'm still willing to play Ramondre over Jerome Ford. Fascinating. You want it. You would rather play Jerome Ford. I'd rather play Jerome Ford. I just, I don't want anything to do with this Patriots offense at the moment. And which is fair. I, I don't think that's a bad assessment. I think that's just like the Patriots suck. Why would I want to play Ramondre? <laughs> Yeah, and I I know it's the Raiders this week. And they just Which gave is more up. so what I'm interested in there. But I think the other part of it too is that it's not the same Ramondre 
that we've seen in years past where he's getting four catches, five yeah. catches a game. That's fair. It's it, it, he's it's one or two and a, a handful of carries because they're playing from behind. Yeah. Which I, which I think is fair. Uh, I, I would much rather play Ramondre this week, but, but again, I, there is a world out there where Jerome Ford outscores him too. Like Ramondre could be in a plus matchup score four points and Jerome Ford, you know, stumbles into the end zone somehow, some way. Mm-hmm. Okay, so here, okay, well, hold on, hold on. Let me do this then. DTR plays. You still playing no, Jerome Ford over Ramondre? Every, every other player I name gets a start over Jerome Ford. Yeah, okay, DTR okay. Plays. I'm like, I just want to make sure because we, we brought up DTR and I'm like, wait a yeah. second, hold on. If DTR plays, I want nothing to do with yeah, Jerome nothing, Ford. Nothing. Jerome Ford can sit on my bench for four weeks if DTR is in. Like, I, yep. I don't want to play him. Yep. Uh, my worst running back matchup of the week. Uh, I don't want to play any Tampa Bay running backs against the Detroit Lions. And granted, there's really only one that's fantasy relevant, and his name is Rashad White, and he is like a massive sick candidate this week. The Lions decided uh, to not mess around. They they went from having one of the worst run defenses in the league at the beginning of last year to now having one of the best run defenses at the start of this year. The Lions, they're currently only giving up 12.5 fantasy points per game to running backs this year. They've given up only 248 rushing yards, which is the fourth fewest. They've given up only 3.1 yards per attempt, which is the second fewest. Now you add in, now let's talk about Rashad White. Obviously, Rashad White, notoriously inefficient back. It's I don't even want to read these numbers, man. It's just awful. I can't Three if you point, want me to. No, I I, I got it. I, I got it. I got it. Just Rashad White is only averaging three point three yards per carry last year. For reference, he averaged three point nine, or this year he's averaging three point three. Last year he averaged three point nine. That is forty ninth amongst all qualifying running backs. He is averaging only three point eight yards per touch. That is fortieth amongst all qualifying running backs. He is scoring only 0.61 fantasy points per opportunity. That is 51st amongst all qualifying running backs. He has zero breakaway runs. He is 120th of all qualifying running backs in expected points added this year. Finish him. Can I like, I, it's bad. And you, this just, this is just like the perfect storm, the perfect mix for Rashad White to just disappoint the crap out of you this week. Now, could I look stupid and he catches a 20 yard touchdown and gives you, again, 13 points on the week and he's like a top 20 running back? Sure. But like, let's be honest, I, I'd feel a lot better having him on my bench this week if I have other options I can play in better matchups. Like that is the sound process. That is the the right thing to do in this matchup because the Detroit Lions have turned into one of the best run defenses in the NFL and they're playing against one of the worst running backs in terms of efficiency in the NFL this week. The sound process is to not play Rashad White if you can afford to. And I would be looking to do so this week. I don't care if he gets elite running back usage. Is it elite though? Compared to other running backs getting this type of usage, kind of, I guess it's not. It's what, not what is this kind of usage though? I mean, sure, you're looking at Snapshare. He's seventh in Snapshare. They Tampa Bay. They run the eighth most run plays per game. 
He only has 13 targets this year, which is 24th amongst running backs. Sure, he's top 10 in weighted opportunities. Uh, yeah, right, red zone touches, he's sixth. Rushing out. He's running right. a crap ton of routes. Yeah. Rushing. Like, yeah, well, routes. So let's take routes and rushing attempts per game. Sure. It doesn't matter when you're only putting up like three yards of carry, three yards of touch. It doesn't matter. It doesn't turn to fancy points. And so you could debate like, oh, he's a he's a buy low guy then. Okay, sure. But in terms of I, just I don't know what upside he gives me then though. If he can't get it done on the ground, he's just a pure pass catching back. And he's not getting enough of that. Who would have thought that Baker Mayfield captain checked down himself over the last from last year? Unbelievable. Be looking at his running backs. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Yeah. It's disappointing, but I would be looking to to play someone else other than Rashad White this week if you can afford to. Let's move on to wide receivers, Ty. Your least least favorite wide receiver matchup of week six. It's the Commanders wide receivers versus the Falcons. And the Falcons pass defense is kind of flying under the radar at the moment, in my opinion. Like, I don't think it, it gets talked about enough about how good they are against the pass. Um, they're allowing the fifth fewest fantasy points to wide receivers on average. They do not give a ton of fantasy points away. They're also allowing the sixth fewest receptions, fourth fewest receiving yards to wide receivers. Okay. And we're, and you take a look at, you know, if you're like, well, there's gotta be one commander's receiver to play and it's probably Terry McLaurin. Well, Terry's only averaging just over 11 fantasy points per game. So sure. Flex. Sure. Probably because you still know it's Terry McLaurin. Curtis Samuel leads commanders receivers and fantasy points per game. 12.3. Just gross. Just gross. And I talked about this on the waiver video because Curtis Samuel was on the waiver video. He Curtis Samuel leads. He's, he either leads or he's behind Terry McLaurin by like 1% in targets per route run, which is cool. You're like, oh, that sounds great. Only problem, though, is that Curtis Samuel is seeing 15% less snaps than Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dotson. So there's opportunity where we may not see a whole lot of Curtis Samuel. There's opportunity that, who knows, it may be a Jahan Dotson game. It may be a Terry McLaurin game. You just don't know. So I don't, as much, he's a stat, or I should, he's not a stash. He's a roster guy to keep on the bench. You can't predict a successful week for Curtis Samuel at this point. And Jahan Dotson himself is averaging seven and a half fantasy points per game, which it which hurts our so soul. Upset. Like I'm so upset. And I blame it all on Eric Bieniemy. It I makes zero too. sense. I do too. I don't understand it. It's not even a Sam Howell incompetence thing when he throws for 366 passing yards against the Chicago Bears. And Curtis Samuel the freaking leading wider. <laughs> gonna rip my brains out because yeah of oh my gosh Jahan but, Dotson's too too talented of a play to be wasted like that here's why I would argue against starting Terry McLaurin this week you look at his first at the at the at five games this year only one game has 
Terry McLaurin put up more than six catches and six targets. He's turned one of those weeks, the week against Philly, where he had eight catches, 10 targets, and 86 yards into a top 10 finish. The other productive week he's had was week two against Denver, where he had a touchdown but only had five catches for 54 yards. They spread the ball around in this Washington offense. You cannot – we're five weeks into the season. You cannot predict which – commander's receiver is going to have a good week so because of that with the matchup i would i'd argue against starting any yeah i mean yeah curtis i know curtis samuel's been hot he's going to be a hot waiver wire commodity this week has been a hot waiver wire commodity this week but i don't think you can throw him into your lineup yet yeah Jahan dotson he's not sniffing any of my lineups this week and yeah terry mclaurin i depends what other options you have maybe he needs to find your lineup but I yeah I, I I'd rather look for a more trustworthy guy if I can because yeah like you said with the matchup the inconsistency how Eric Bieniemy has just been like demolishing the the relevance of this the, the fantasy relevance of these wide receivers is is unfortunate. Can I can I get a little bold? Can I get a little hot takey here? I mean you can you can always get bold and hot takey here. Of course you can. I think Zay Jones is a better start than Terry McLaurin this week. That is a little hot takey. I don't mind that. I don't mind that. I'll have to see where they both fall in my rankings. I, I like. I do think Terry McLaurin is going to be much closer to wide receiver thirty than wide receiver you know, fifteen this week. Uh, mm-hmm. But I think uh, I think there's a possibility for that. Zay Jones finds the end zone. Yeah, you could easily outscore Terry McLaurin this week. I don't. I don't, I don't hate that. I don't hate that hot take there. Uh, and, and what's crazy about that matchup too is that you think the Falcons are are an easy matchup for wide receivers. You're just like, oh, bad team, bad defense. Good matchup for wide receivers. Uh, that's like kind of the theme of my of my least favorite matchup this week too. Uh, I don't want. I'm not excited for the Saints wide receivers against the Houston Texans because, yeah, we oh we always think, man, the Texans, what a crap, what a great matchup. Their defense is so bad, and then that that's never the case because on the season they're allowing only 25 and a half fantasy points per game to wide receivers. That is the fourth fewest. 617 receiving yards allowed to wideouts. That is the fifth. Fewest. Only one wide receiver has caught a touchdown this year against the Houston Texans defense. And now you boil that all together with the fact that this Saints passing attack has just been just ugly. It's been it's been really bad. The passing attack, at least. I know they demolished the Patriots last week, but that wasn't by Derek Carr. Derek Carr has thrown for less than 200 yards over the last two weeks after his AC joint sprain. Obviously, he it, it, it would technically be three straight weeks, but he you know he left the Green Bay game, so we're not going to count that against him. But Carr's not fully with it. I think you kind of just have to start Chris Olave. Do you though? You you probably still have to, but you just can't expect anything great from it. Sure. I'm not looking to start Michael Thomas this week, Mm-mm. but I am looking to start Alvin Kamara because I think it's a plus matchup there. And if Derek Carr is going to throw to anybody, it's going to be Alvin Kamara because he can't push the ball downfield. So my, my theory here is that sure you can say it's a good matchup, but it really isn't. I'm going to go ahead and sit pretty much all my saints players that aren't named Chris Olave and Alvin Kamara. But this this matchup for wide receivers is not that great. 
And that's what we learned last year. The Texans, you, you can just run on them. So nobody's going to throw the football against them. And I think we're picking up on that theme again this year, too. I'm, I'd be looking to to avoid playing a Michael Thomas or any other Saints wide receiver this week, even as a like a Rashid Shaheed. I, I wouldn't be playing him as a break-the-glass flex option in deeper leagues. And I love me some Rashid Shaheed, man. Uh, I sneaky talented guy. All right, those are our best and worst matchups of the week. Ty, one more segment before we bring it home. Let's get into it. I still need to find a new transition for the fellas pick them because it, it it's like it's not it's its own special segment. It's not even mm-hmm. the fellas pick them anymore. But like this is its own special segment. I feel like it needs its own transition. I haven't come up with it yet, but we'll get there. I'll also need to ask you, what what do you think of the new the new segment title? The full fellas fade? The fellas full fade of the week? What do you think? It hurts, think? but it's the most accurate name we could come up with. <laughs> hey, I did my part last week. I blame Cameron. I blame Cameron. Monty <laughs> scored a rushing touchdown. I was on that as soon as I saw it on uh, Underdog. I like, I'm all I'm all over it. Give me that Monty rushing touchdown, guarantee. Uh, and of course, Cam had to go ahead and blow it with a uh, Michael Pittman pick last week, but that's why he's not on today's episode because he got uh, fired. If you if you miss your pick, you're off the next episode. So if Ty and I both miss next week, uh, it's a solo episode from Cameron. Uh, Dude, why did you in. hold on a second? Hold on. Okay, so little insider information here. Lucas and I, we we have our our agenda that has all of our notes and stuff on it that we can re- reference back to stuff like that. Lucas literally typed up we banned Cameron because he's ugly and he's bad at pickums. Dude, <laughs> what are you doing? Come on, man. <laughs> that's our that's I, our boy. I know you went ahead and typed that for me, Whoa, dirty dog. Hey, that was not me. Well, Either that or Cameron just dissed himself pretty hard because I my fingers did not type that. I will tell you that right now. Cam threw the ultimate curveball and was like, I'm going to get their sympathy. <laughs> he, he, well, he's ugly and he's bad at pick him, so we fired him there. I will read it. If that's what he really wanted said about him, I will read it. Uh, all right, Ty, let's get into it. Uh, obviously, this segment brought to you by our friends over at Underdog Fantasy. Uh, our favorite place to go ahead and play fantasy sports throughout the entire season. Uh, if you want to, if you want to check out their pick and lobby, use the code fellas or give you a deposit match up to $100. And, uh, for Thursday night football, they're going to give you a Patrick Mahomes free square of half a total yard. So if you have not yet checked out underdog fantasy, make sure you do that. Sign up with the code fellas, get that Patrick Mahomes free square and claim that $100 deposit bonus high i will let you start us off here what is our our first pick going to be for our pick and this week going to the hometown team okay and you're and i know what you're thinking but they don't have jefferson anymore they 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 Who have could it be they have bus potential written all over them what could how good could it possibly be uh it can be pretty good when an underdog line went up and they got taken down couple hours after they posted it because they they realized how much of a a freebie it was kj osborne higher than 39 and a half receiving yards and i grabbed it got it before they took it down and why do i think kj osborne goes higher than 39 and a half receiving yards well 
Parks, Park, I, there's no Jefferson. So they got to find the ball. They got to get the ball to somebody. And KJ Osborne, so far this year, is fifth of all wide receivers in routes run. He's on the field a ton. He had a season high nine targets on Sunday against the Chiefs. And a little, you know, little uh, extra sprinkle on top. You know how ESPN does like a projected stat line for every player? Yeah, yeah, of course. You want to know what KJ Osborne's projected yards total is? Too low. Uh, no. <laughs> well, maybe, <laughs> but no. Uh, 58 receiving yards. So, wait a second. Not saying as a guarantee, but just just think about this. 58, 39 and a half. One, one of them is, is bigger than the other. One of them is greater than the other. So, yes, K.J. Osborne, with the amount of routes he runs, how much he's involved in the offense, no more Jefferson. That, that line, I get why it's that low, but it's too low, so I'm going to take the higher. K.J. Osborne higher than 39 and a half receiving yards will be the first pick in this slip, and I actually very much agree with that pick. I, I do like that pick this week. Uh, Ty, you kind of chose an unsexy wide receiver. I'm going to choose a very sexy wide receiver uh, by the name of Cooper Cup, higher Cooper. than 91 and a half receiving yards. You ready for this? You want uh, Cooper Cup? He's hit this mark in in 22 of his last 27 games. Can you believe dating all the way back to the start of 2021? Cooper Cup has hit this mark in 22 of 27 games. Arizona has allowed a wide receiver to top 91 receiving yards in three straight weeks. They also give up the fourth most receiving yards to wide receivers this year. And clearly, Cooper Cup, of, of those five weeks he didn't hit it, last week was not one of them. He bounced back. A bounce back. He he looked like he didn't miss a, a beat after missing the first four weeks. So, yeah, you better believe I'm in on Cooper Cup going ahead and continuing his dominance in a favorable matchup with the Arizona Cardinals. Who, by the way, the Cardinals can stay in this game. Like this could be like you know a Jamar Chase kind of week for Cooper Cup. We're looking at. So yeah, Cooper Cup higher than 91 and a half receiving yards. I'm locking that in as our second pick. I love that pick. I love that pick because I submitted a nice little play that had KJ Osborne higher on his yards, Cooper Cup higher on his yards, and James Cook higher on his rushing yard line. Timothy Cook. He was almost my other pick. Not We're gonna lie. Today. Not gonna lie. I, that means not, you full fade it. Hit yeah, the lower it, on every lower one on of all. them. Put the lower on all of them as, as much sense as it makes to take the higher on both of these lines, take the lower. It's the, it's the fellow's full fate. I mean, it's the name of the segment. If we chose the hires, you got to take the lowers. That's how it works. 
Uh, again, you can check out all of the pickups Underdog Fantasy has to offer. They have, goodness, so, so freaking many of them up every single week. Uh, everything from passing yards to longest run to how many first downs, kicking points, tackles, assists, and solo tack, everything, everything of the sorts. They have so many picks for you to look at throughout the week, even during game time as well. Go check them out. Underdog Fantasy promo code fellas will get you a Patrick Mahomes free square of half a total yard for Thursday night football tonight. And they'll match your first deposit up to $100. Again, it's promo code fellas over there. We love our friends over at Underdog. If you want to support us, support them. Great company. We absolutely love working with Underdog. Uh, again, promo code fellas. Go check them out. $100 deposit bonus, Patrick Mahomes. Free square. Ty, anything you want to add before we wrap up? Keep fighting the good fight. Keep fighting the good fight. We'll be back next week with another podcast episode. But we'll be back tomorrow. Must starts of the week waivers on monday then we'll be back on tuesday with all of our reactions from week six youtube shorts tiktoks 60 second videos on facebook instagram every single day make sure you subscribe turn on those notifications so you don't miss a beat so you don't miss when a new episode comes out so you stay up to date on all of the content we are bringing you it is it's, it's so much i am baffled how many people don't subscribe right away just to to at least have the content in front? I don't care what you do with the content, but it's fantasy research we're doing for you. You don't have to do it. You just have to watch the videos. So again, make sure you subscribe, turn on those notifications so you don't miss any of the videos. If you're listening to the audio podcast, hey, we really, we really, really do appreciate you. Uh, make sure you subscribe and, and turn on notifications over there as well. If you wouldn't mind leaving us a nice little review, helps boost us up the charts a little bit. So uh, we're, we're greatly appreciative of all of you who have been supporting us over there. Uh, from the beginning, what are you giggling at? I you were going through the audio only crowd, and I saluted the camera, and I was like, "You're not gonna see that. Why did I do that?" <laughs> Got him. That was for you, YouTube. Uh, <laughs> audio podcast salute. So yeah, I'll have to vocalize the salute. Salute. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Uh, I'm at Lucas Wenzel on Twitter, Tyler underscore platform, Tyler FFL is for the main account, DFFLs on Instagram, Fantasy Football Fellas, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok. We will be back next week. Until then, take care, stay safe, be healthy. We'll see you then. Deuces. Deuces.